Hi, I want to welcome you to the Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast, and my name is Pete Scazzaro. Great to be with you. Our topic today is how emotionally healthy is your leadership team? How emotionally healthy is your leadership team? Talking about things like people feeling safe, there being honesty and integrity, uh, at the same time being effective and doing the work that God has called your team to do. So let me just begin as we dive into this topic uh, that, uh, you know, for years I wanted a healthy leadership team. I didn't call it emotionally healthy, but I wanted a healthy leadership team. The problem is I wasn't healthy. So that that just torpedoed it right off the bat. And so let me just say it starts with, with us. So again, how I got into this, I, I, I've been in leadership since I was in college, in the university. Uh, and actually, I've been in leadership in the local church here for you know for thirty years, but came to Christ uh, as a student and eventually uh, planted New Life Fellowship Church in 1987. Uh, and I've been reading books on leadership and attending conferences on leadership my whole adult life. Uh, but at least for the first uh, seven or eight years since I planted New Life Fellowship, I was doing a lot of the skills I learned in leadership. But who I was in the inside was very problematic. I, I had a lot of unawareness of what was going on inside of me. I was way too busy, uh, did not have a good anchoring in Jesus, out of which I did my ministry, uh, and didn't have a good theology for emotional health, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes. Uh, and so it was in 1996 that I had what I call my second conversion uh, of integrating emotional health with uh, spirituality. And that revolution is what ignited this whole journey that we call today Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And then uh, followed that with a, a season of learning from monastic orders, uh, Protestant, uh, Catholic, Orthodox, of how to slow down as leaders doing a missional work like a local church, and how do I have a slowed down spirituality in the midst of that? And so I drew from that whole tradition of the Desert Fathers and going back to Elijah and Moses and John the Baptist. and and began to integrate into my own personal life, silence, solitude, Sabbath, etc. cetera. Uh, and then finally uh, moved into what I call leading with integrity of applying all the principles of emotional health and a slowdown spirituality to executive functioning of leadership. And that culminated actually in a book I wrote that was published in about a year and a half ago called The Emotionally Healthy Leader, and where I really took the 30 past years and pondered what does it really mean to have a, to be an emotionally healthy leader and to build a leadership team that is emotionally healthy. So, uh, you know, I've been, again, I've been working on this for, for many years, but I, I, I think that the outline or the, that is in that book and as well as the controlling metaphor is what I want to use for today and as a base for my comments. Uh, and I want you to think with me of a New York City skyscraper. Uh, New York City uh, in Manhattan is built on granite or rock. And so when they build a skyscraper, they've got to drive what's called pilings or iron beams, steel beams deep into the granite or rock. And uh, they will go as far down as 20 stories to build a, a skyscraper like the World Trade Center, 25 stories. But if they don't drive those pilings in properly, uh, that building will eventually lean, windows won't open. And as one construction engineer said to me, uh, when they don't put in the foundation properly of those pilings or steel beams, uh, either they they have to either knock the building down and do it all over again, or they have to lift the building and put in the uh, pilings 
properly. And so the illustration is so good because I, I, think, I think of how emotionally healthy is your leadership team. You see, it's when tests and trials come, difficulties or winds or hurricanes hit your leadership team, that you actually find out the quality of your pilings, the quality of your foundation. Any leadership team can function well for a while, especially if, if things are going pretty well, uh, numbers are up, et cetera. It's when a crisis hits, uh, when a conflict hits, when, when something happens which could possibly implode the whole leadership team, that you actually find out how emotionally healthy is this leadership team. So what I want to talk about is, is four primary inner life issues that need to be in place for a team for it to be what I would consider emotionally healthy. And again, we've got to remember it's a scale. Think of a scale of one to five or one to ten. And, uh, you know, how are they doing along the scale? Because we're all in process. Uh, and uh, there's four areas. And these four key areas, I'm, I'm, they're called face your shadow, lead out of your marriage or singleness, slow down for loving union, and practice Sabbath delight. And it's out of our inner lives that we do our outer work. That's what makes Christian leadership distinctly Christian. Uh, who you are is as important as what you do. In fact, who you are can't help but inform what you do. Uh, you cannot give what you do not possess. You cannot help but give what you do possess. In other words, if you are chaotic in the inside of your life, it's inevitable that you reproduce that outside of you. If you've got peace and joy and centeredness inside of you, you will produce that in the outside. Who you are uh, is what you do or impacts what you do more than anything else. So, so let's just take them one by one, unpack them a bit, and uh, uh, then we'll talk about some applications. So when you think about how emotionally healthy is your leadership team, the first issue is, uh, is how well are people facing their shadows? And by shadows, I'm referring to the often unconscious uh, motives and stuff going on deep beneath us that were, that were, that's right beneath the level of consciousness. It's the stuff that trips us up. It's perfectionism. It's judgmentalism. It's, uh, it, it's unawareness of our emotional life. I think of Saul in the Old Testament, tremendous leader, anointed, gifted, uh, led Israel to you know, tremendous victories, uh, led 135,000 troops of Israel into victory, but he was just so emotionally unaware of what was going on inside of him. Uh, he was stubborn. He was jealous. Uh, he was anxious. He was angry but he didn't even know those things were going on inside of him. Uh, he'd not faced his shadow. He was just relying on his gifts and talents. So and emotionally, the leadership team, the team is aware of what's going on inside of them. So uh, one, of the thing, one of the skills or one of the tools that we've developed to help people get at that, because it goes, how do I get at that shadow? How do I get at that uh, what's going on inside of me, that dark side we often call it? And we've developed a, a great tool called Genogram Your Family. And uh, it's understanding how my family history and the past impacts who I am in the present. And looking back over three to four generations uh, of what's happened and how that potentially negatively impacts me going forward. So, for example, uh, I was, I'd never looked at my family history and how it impacted my leadership until I was 37 years old. Uh, never thought about it. I've been a leader at that point 17 years. No one ever asked me about it. Uh, but I finally hit a wall and didn't have a choice. Uh, emotionally healthy leadership teams actually are aware of their triggers. Uh, what are situations where I get triggered? I, I receive critique. 
maybe from someone, and they had a certain, and it just, it reminds me of my mother telling me I'm a loser, or I'm at, I'm at a staff meeting and I'm driving the staff meeting. I'm, I'm, I'm driving the goals of, of the organization, of the church, because I, I have a need to prove that I'm not a loser. But that's coming from past history. Or, I'm, or I've been betrayed uh, growing up in my family of origin or abandoned by my parents growing up, but now um, I'm so sensitive to anybody betraying me, so I don't trust people. And so again, it's it's looking at those shadows and where they're coming from in my past and actually facing them and dealing with them and being aware of them so that they don't impact negatively our team and our future uh, as an organization. So first is face your shadow. The second is slow is lead out of your marriage or singleness. That uh, in emotionally healthy leadership teams, we actually care about the quality of people's marriages and their singleness, and, and actually that their marriages and singleness are meant to be a sign and a wonder. And there's a lot I could say about that because um, we've got a whole theology of sign and wonders. Now, Paul talked that marriage is a sign and wonder and singleness is a sign and wonder. When Paul lays out the criteria for leadership and eldership or overseers in 1 Corinthians 3, one of his qualities is that he says, if you can't manage or, or, or lead uh, your own home— manage your own home, how are you going to lead the church of God? For Paul understands the organism of your family, your personal life, is going to be reproduced in an organization or team. And so in emotional leadership teams, people lead out of healthy marriages, lead out of healthy singleness. You know, when I first wrote uh, the Emotionally Healthy Church book in 2003, uh, I was contacted uh, shortly thereafter by a, a professor at Harvard, taught in the Harvard uh, MBA program, and he, he's Christian, and he said to me that that it was a, it was the first time he felt it had been addressed the issue of marriages and leadership, and that it was a sliver of leadership that relates to marriage. He said that that no one talks about, but yet it's so prevalent that in organizations that tend to implode, and again, think of things like Enron and etc. Think of Madoff. There's almost inevitably marriages and, and, and families that are unhealthy and chaotic. So um, we make time in emotionally the teams to care for our marriages, care for our families, and it's our first priority after following Jesus. The third is slow down for loving union, that everyone on our team has actually got a, a relationship with Jesus that's anchored. They're not just living off their gifts. Uh, they're not living on fumes. They're not living on experience, past healthy past uh, successes, they're actually abiding in Jesus. They're slowing down enough that everyone is listening to God alone. So that we come together, we're listening for God together. Uh, But it's not just about getting the job done. Uh, Again, we're not corporations. We're we're churches. uh, And if you're a ministry, uh, and if you're a Christian in the marketplace, we, we lead out of a relationship with Jesus, and we understand that unless we abide in Jesus, we've got nothing to even offer. And the most important thing in life is his voice and what he's saying and how he's leading us. And so everyone's slowing down for loving union. And finally, the fourth quality is we slow, we, we practice Sabbath delight, that everyone's got a rhythm in their lives of work and Sabbath. That's the biblical rhythm, where I work, uh, you know, five days or maybe five and a half days. I've got some time for unpaid work in life, but then I have a Sabbath to the Lord our God. And that's how we structure our lives, that our life is not our work, our life is God. And so uh, one of the core spiritual practices of healthy leadership teams is we're not consumed, we've got a healthy rhythm of work and Sabbath. And uh, I have not 
ever met to this point, and maybe one of you can can call me on it, uh, a person who's got a healthy, slowed-down lifestyle in God who does not Sabbath. In other words, it's one of the oil lights in a car that indicate whether a person's got a healthy rhythm with God. Uh, and Sabbath is such a large theme, and I, you know, I encourage you to study it if you haven't. But it's out of those four inner life issues, face your shadow, lead out of your marriage or singleness, slow down for love and union, practice Sabbath the light, that inform how we then function as teams. Do you understand? So, so we're, we're in healthy teams, the supervisor, you're, you're, you're concerned for each other on those four issues. But then it informs things like planning and decision-making, culture and team building, uh, power and boundaries, endings and new beginnings. It, it, it informs all the outer work that we're doing uh, in leadership. So, so for example, uh, let's just take the area of team building. How do you, how do you build a team? How do you function? Uh, and so for us, one of the core practices of building healthy teams is we've mastered what we call the Emotionally Healthy Relationships Course Material. Eight skills uh, that we've crafted over a 21-year period that actually is just being released uh, this week uh, when you'll get this podcast, uh, which is next week for right now. The Emotionally Healthy Relationships course, which is eight skills. It took us 21 years to develop it. We've been working it around the world ever since then. But it's these eight skills. How do I make a complaint uh, with a request for change? Uh, How do I do clean fighting versus dirty fighting? Uh, how do I do appreciations? How do I listen? How do we speak clearly, directly, respectfully, uh, clearly? How do I how do we deal with expectations? How do we wrestle with job descriptions and and differences? How we don't do mind reading? And there's eight skills. These and, and and so we're very conscious that emotionally healthy leadership teams are creating a new culture. We're not doing whatever your uh, culture might be, whether it's Latino, African American, Italian American, you know, Irish, uh, whatever country you may be from. from. Uh, we're doing the culture of Jesus. And so loving well and brokenness is, is a value. And so these eight skills give us a language uh, that enable us to function as a loving group and yet in the intensity of doing work together uh, with goals, etc. And so culture is that invisible thing we watch very closely and that our relationships are current. We're watching for triggers. We're, we're watching for... Um, unhealthy behaviors because we want to live it out as a team first, out of which we then give it to our organizations, our ministries, and, and our churches. And so, again, think of that skyscraper, inner life, outer life. How are you doing, first of all, in your inner life? Because it does start with you. Uh, and then secondly, how is your team? How healthy is it right now? And I like Benjamin Bloom was an uh, – if you, if, you if you have a master's degree or PhD uh, in education, you've studied a guy named Benjamin Bloom. And uh, he's been around for like 40 years in the educational field. And he, he writes about how, how do people learn. And he makes the basic thesis that people learn slowly. And he created a taxonomy. And if you think about, for example, let's say, um, uh, you know, we should slow down our lives, okay? And he says, first, we, we, we become aware that, oh, slowing down is important. And he goes, level two is we ponder it. And we start reading about it, listening to this podcast, and he goes, and thirdly, then we actually evaluate and say, everybody should slow down their lives. But he says, there comes a point where now between three and four, people have to make a change in their lifestyles. And then number four, they reprioritize it. 
But he goes, the most difficult thing is people finally change their lives and actually do slow down. And the fifth level, he says, is owning it. And I just mentioned the taxonomy because when you talk about how emotionally healthy is your leadership team, it is, it's a process. It's slow. It, and so give yourself a lot of grace and give your team a lot of grace. I mean, I'm in my journey. I'm still, I'm still learning and growing and working it out. And uh, our team, we're growing and we're going to, we, we fall, we get up again. But you want to think more in terms of process, more in terms of scale, uh, and are we moving in the right direction? So uh, give yourself grace and give your team grace. And let me close with recommending two, two key resources. One is I would pick up the Emotionally Healthy Leader book. There's some great inventories in there about, you know, there's a, there's a nice inventory, how, how healthy is your leadership? And, uh, you know, 16 questions kind of, you, you know, on page 30, 34 and on how am I on a scale of one to five. And that, that's a great discussion book going through the core issues of what makes an emotionally healthy leadership team. I would also encourage you to, to pick up the Emotionally Healthy Relationships course, which is being released uh, this week, because exposure to those eight skills forced the issue of how we function as a team. Uh, we do not accept pathology. We don't accept unhealthy behaviors, we're actually building healthy culture. We're actually building healthy team. And it is attractive. It's worth a lot of money to participate in a great team and a healthy team. But make no mistake about it, it takes uh, vigilance, it takes some leadership, it takes reinforcement, consistent reinforcement over time. Uh, because you're asking people to change generations of how they behaved uh, and what, what's, been, what's in their bones. Again, Jesus may be in their heart, but grandpa's in their bones. Unhealthy ways of functioning are in people's bones. But when they get exposed to emotionally healthy leadership teams, hopefully like yours, they're getting a taste of a new way of operating, that taste of the kingdom of God that is such if we will help retrain them or reform them or, or, or do some discipleship on a leadership level, people's gratefulness far exceeds what money could ever buy. And they'll bring it to their families, their friendships, their other coworkers, and your whole organization as a whole. So thank you very much. It's been great to be with you here uh, at the Emotional Healthy Leader podcast. Let me invite you to go look at uh, our website, www.emotionallyhealthy.org. And uh, if, you don't, if you're not getting my weekly uh, email uh, letters, let me encourage you to get that. It's feeding that we send on a weekly basis to all the folks on our mailing list. But God bless you. It's been great to be with you. Look forward to talking to you again. Thanks. Thanks.